Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dear King Salomon, today we talk about the subject of education. Please, what would you like to talk about regarding education? A lot. <laughs> Without education, the soul of the child will wander around aimlessly through the day and later through life. If you live in the conviction that children do not need a decent upbringing, to allow them to fully develop their personalities, you will encourage wild and truly forceful behavior. The problem here is that the human spirit will lose its form if it's not offered any sort of form. This, by the way, is also the answer to your recurring question as to why people need religion in the first place. The human spirit is driven by its physical impulses and as long as these physical impulses are allowed to blossom undeterred, people are as a sheep in a herd of sheep. If you understand this, you will begin to take up education as a way to teaching the beings in love and mindfulness. The soul of the child needs the example of the parents needs the example of the parents. It needs powerful support and it needs love. These three components, example, energy and love, are the basis for the true unfolding of the soul as opposed to education without form. But what about, what exactly do you mean by education? I mean, These are the cornerstones, but what do you mean? How should education happen? There are people who give you a smack and say that this was given in love. What are your tools of education? The tools of giving an example are easy to describe. You are what your children want to be. Tools of power are a proof of stability. If you are powerful in your words and decisions, you will at the same time fulfill the function of an example. Power protects, and protection is very important in order to give the soul a feeling of being at home. Power is also an expression of free will, which is, as you will know, a firm and essential component of all being. Where there is power, there will also be teaching how this power can be used in order to reach your various goals. Without power, life is hard. Mm -hmm. So if you carry much power inside you and use it in order to offer the small person's protection and be an example to them, you will do much good. 
Love, however, is far more important than the other two components. Love allows the soul to blossom, and only where the soul blossoms can virtues, tools and soul energy can really unfold. This is where interpersonal feelings begin. This is where life energy begins, and this is where joy will grow. You need empathy in order to feel other people when they are interacting with you, work with you, or live with you. Joy is the key to your healing. If ever sickness should catch up with the body, these three subcomponents of love are the pillars of growth of a human soul. If you can pass on your love to your children as well as your energy and your example, you have made good use of your chance to pass on your inner being to them instead of just providing for them. Okay, well, we are now describing an area of which not many people are conscious. So some people may think that they are a good example if they treat other people roughly according to the motto you have to learn to be able to treat people like that. I mean, is awareness of the parents also an important requirement? Absolutely, Sylvia. Hmm. Absolutely. But this is another subject. Hmm. We have talked about the awareness of the people themselves. I assume that you have all understood how everything works and grows together. I do not wish to dwell on unconscious people and their unconscious tumbling lives, but I wish to move them, to help them to get out of this misery. I understand. So you assume that the parents are conscious people and you want to teach them what exactly they can pass onto their children. Exactly. Well, what do you do when you have a child that is difficult to teach, in the sense that it does not accept the impulses that you want to pass on to it? A child who doesn't listen, who shuts down, or whatever, for, for whatever reason? Hmm. A very complex question. When children act like that, they unconsciously react mm. to something that went before. I cannot describe individual cases now, but you will have to find the cause and apply the three pillars to it. Were the parents true examples to the child? Or did they argue or fight before his eyes and did not love each other? Were they constantly weak in their energy and unable to protect the child? Were they unable to show him how important energy is in life and important it is in order to realize your true dreams? Were they never loving to each other and thus were unable to pass on the power of living love? I'm sure that all the parents who have these problems, who do not deal at least with one of these pillars, if not more than one, and <coughs> are not truly alive. You mean that the child <coughs> only ever reacts? Yes, definitely. Even when the soul is a very powerful and very aggressive soul, you can form it via these three pillars. Mm. 
And when you yourself have no energy and are unable to do this, it is a sign of your own weakness and you should meditate in order to gather new energy. Mm -hmm. But so many people have become so supercharged that they cannot find even one minute of rest and they can only fall into bed exhausted in the evening in order to get up again in the morning mm -hmm. like a machine to fulfill their many obligations. It is actually logical that they are losing energy. Yes. But we have talked about this before. Yes. There is no excuse for the deterioration for the loss of your soul energy. You should be aware of the worth of your soul and nourish it. Yes. So you mean to say there are no excuses for this and that all of these are in fact excuses, right? Right. Well. What if one or both parents are sick and cannot live the three pillars because, pillars because of that? What do you do then? Then you still can live the other pillars. Love is not bound to physical health. It lives in your heart because it blossoms in the soul. You can also live the example through dialogues and instructional information. Here also it is not linked to your physical health. All that is missing is the physical energy and therefore you cannot perform the protective aspect, but everything else is still doable. Doable. <laughs> you mean doable. <laughs> you mean it. And what if somebody has lost a parent? Then the other parent can live the three pillars of education. And what if a child has lost both parents? That is complicated. Mm. Then other strange people have to live these things. But an exemplary life is still doable. Even as a stranger you can be an example. The power of protection and the experience of this power, which is the basis for the realization of your own goals, can also be experienced through strangers. The only thing that might be doubtful is the pillar of love. And what do you do then? How can you help such people? Honestly, I don't know. Hmm. I once heard that friend of the Indians that the souls choose their own parents. So have the souls chosen then this experience of having lost both parents? Oh no. They have chosen the energy that connected these parents. But the soul does not know what fate, what life ultimately has in store for these parents. Nobody can predict all the movements of a soul. They decide each moment, each day, as it comes. Yes. So it is more or less fate and they have to acquiesce to it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you might tell the child in terms of an example, please find something that you love, that you can establish a loving relationship with, so that the soul experiences these three, three pillars, right? Yes, that is correct. But the soul has not received this love in return. Mm. The experience of love means most of all that it was received as the energy between parents and child. I don't mean here, I don't mean here the experience of love to other things in general, 
The third pillar of love means the experience of love by the parents for their child. Mm. Well, then you cannot really replace this. This difficult. But this life has always looked for a path and will continue to do so, I think. But it is no secret that these children have a warped perception with regard to the subject of love, don't they? Yes and no. Let us keep it that way. Mm, okay. So we have these three pillars of education, the three pillars of love, you say. Is there anything else you want to tell me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Growth. In time, the soul of the child will lose its energy to the degree that its ego grows. Mm. You can compensate for this with the aforementioned three pillars. But the power of their, your own ego will demand the realization of their own wishes to an ever stronger degree And that fight between soul and ego will determine the everyday life of this person. It doesn't matter how well he has been educated through these three pillars. This is the challenge for every soul. The growth of this energy is quite normal. But you must become aware of it. You need to be mindful to and pay constant attention to your soul energy. All the people who dedicate themselves to creative processes, as I mentioned before, that are able to take them out of time and of the awareness of their surroundings, well, these are nourishment for the soul. This nourishment has to be repeated again and again and in the ideal case, sorry for that, in the ideal case, continuously, because people tend to spend most of their daily life in the power of the ego. So if you wish to let your soul live and grow, you must tend this growth mindfully. Like a flower that needs water, your soul can only grow through your willingness to pay attention to it. It cannot grow by itself. So this means that the growth of your soul is bound to your conscious decision to pay attention to it. I thought that a soul also grows through the experience of unconsciousness. No, 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 not at all. It sleeps while you wander through life aimlessly. Mm -hmm. Only the conscious attention to the inner impulses of your own soul means true growth. And the perception of this energy to begin with. Wow. Is this growth of your soul dependent on external impulses or could this also happen out of yourself? For example, somebody is terribly distracted. He works 16 hours in the factory and all he can do is sleep, eat, go to work, sleep, eat, go to work and so on. Would this person be able to even perceive his soul or not? Of course. The perception of your innermost energy is not bound to time and it is not really tied to the distraction that you experience on daily basis. You can have an experience in seconds mm. that results in a huge shift in your entire life, really profoundly. Mm. 
Distraction is therefore only an excuse not to look at the contents of your soul. Yes, I understand. You mean that the people make excuses such as, I have had so much to mm. do today that I did not have the energy to pay attention to the impulses of my soul. Well, anyway, we have the three pillars now. Would you like to add anything else to this subject? No. I can't find, of, I can't think of anything either. Do you have a final word for the people, though? Life, dear human, will provide you richly with energy, love, happiness and joy of life if you allow the soul to live. Wow, that's nice said. Thank you very much and hear you soon. <laughs> love. Thank you, Sylvia. Love.